Welcome to the podcast New Work and Sustainability. My name is Nicole Helmerich. I accompany leaders and teams to connect and co-create meaningfully and to grow, bringing themselves and their business forward. I help organizations to transform in a sustainable and people-centered way. Let us think organization as a living system. In this podcast, we'll explore cutting-edge new work practices and sustainability practices for your organization, for your team, and for you as a leader. In this episode, today, we talk about when organizations go agile with Isabel Mikils. Isabel works in IT for 25 years, mainly for the insurance and banking industry for national and international markets. She has a rich professional experience as a project manager, but also as a subject matter expert, business analyst and team leader, giving her the opportunity to continuously increase her knowledge with new frameworks and techniques. She has worked and led people in an agile way for many years and has shaped and witnessed various transformations to go agile ways of working. Welcome, Isabel. Hello, Nicole. How are you? Thank you for the invitation. Good to have you. Before we start jumping into the content, how about a little check-in? Well, why do we do this? This helps us to get here, to get present and to get focused on what we'd like to do today. So here are my hashtags today. Hashtag new work and sustainability expert. Hashtag passionate about the community of practice LS go online, where Isabel and I also met. Hashtag my favorite song right now is Les Cowboys Frangons, Les Etoiles Filantes. So Isabel, what are your hashtags today? Well, maybe I would say hashtag motivation. I like a lot this word. Hashtag happiness, because I'm looking always for happiness in professional and personal life. And hashtag grateful. I'm very grateful for all what happened to me all the years. So that was for sure my three hashtags for today. Wonderful. What a lovely way to check in. So Isabel, when we think about when organizations go agile, if we start by thinking about the concepts, the words, and we have transformation and we have agile, so what does transformation mean for you? Yes, as you said, agile transformation can be a, a lot of things and we can start looking at each words by themselves. And if we think in transformation, as I say, as you said, I work for more than 25 years now in IT and along all these years, any company, any business need to experience any kind of transformation. When you have a running business over the years, you definitely to show your technology change. You have to adapt to the society uh, because the society where you are involved are always demanding more and more. Uh, you have to adapt you to respond and an increasing pace to that. Um, and you see that impact your business. For example, to the time to market, you respond to deliver your 
product to deliver your service and have in mind the quality that you have to guarantee to your clients. So you need to make better and faster. And just uh, looking at that, uh, it's impossible a business not to think of any kind of transformation. So that is uh, my first uh, thought when I think in transformation, any kind of transformation. And uh, we came, uh, we can also just have a, a thought about the word agile and what it can mean. Uh, if you think when it appears, the agile manifesto, all, all we know that the agile manifesto is from 2001, but it's not a magical manifesto that appears with new ideas. It's a, a group of people, experienced people that already had a running business for so many years. So it is, I see that like a consolidation of experience of all those years of running business, also probably uh, passing through different transformation themselves. And they just wanted to see or to put in evidence what make their business successful, what they, they struggle and didn't work. And the Agile Manifesto is something that was born from that uh, reflection. So if coming uh, on the two words together, Agile mani uh, the transformation, Agile transformation, it's not uh, something that you have on any a book that have a, a miraculous recipe, but uh, it's uh, probably something that you can experience without knowing that you are doing that kind of transformation. So that is my right. first uh, yeah. reflection about that. That's very rich and also your idea of, well, transformation is going to happen anyway, right? Whether you are conscious about it or not, whether you plan it well or not, whether you try to take everybody on board or not, it, it's happening. Um, exactly. And so when it's happening, it's the question of how to shape it, right? And exactly. How, and how can it, how can it look like uh, if, if it's there anyway, right? So how can we best deal with it? So, uh, so employees can work well with it and, and you as a, as a business, um, can also adapt accordingly. Yeah. Yes. Rich, rich recept. Yeah. Go ahead, please. Yes, <laughs> and and that's bring uh, now uh, to uh, the my second uh, reflection is that the the managers or the leaders that need to make any transformation of their business because of the society evolution and so on, they have the choice to how to. To, to, to do that transformation. And um, if you think that you are going to put into place something miraculously, as I said, um, maybe it's the first step to, to fail. If you don't think first, what is this behind Agile, the Agile Manifesto, the, the values and the principles of, the, of that, of agility, okay? So first of all, I think the first steps is not to try to just implement something that 
you think it's miraculous, just say we are going to make an agile transformation, uh, make some uh, new practices and it will work. If you don't uh, first understand well that there are principles, that there are values and reflect on each one of them, what they mean, why they are there and what is the purpose of all of that and what and why do you want that for you? Maybe it's the first question also to make. It's to understand why do I need that? And I like to give a, a simple example to, to explain that reflection. Imagine that my business is to produce a simple spoon, a white spoon that I can sell everywhere. Everyone wants it, but don't need to make any change on my product because I sell it well. I don't need to improve my product. So maybe I don't need, maybe no, for sure, I don't need any agile transformation for something that I don't want to change. So that is also something that I, I like to, to explain. It's why should I make that transformation? Why should we implement the values and the principles, first of all? And maybe if you have an existing uh, business and company and teams, maybe you are already some points that you do well and is part of that values and is part of, of that principle. So you don't need to come with some people to say now let's go doing everything different because until here we are we were not agile now we are going to be agile because that may not means uh, everything uh, right. so that also i think it's important to understand why do you want to do that what is your need and explain well to all the 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 members of the company, why we are doing that and what we are going to change or what are we doing well that already is the base or uh, is uh, uh, the starting part. Point. Yes, is part of uh, some principles or some uh, values of the Agile Manifesto. This is a very great picture that you're drawing and um, just like uh, actually like a real picture that popped up in, in my mind. I thought about it as like pillars. So if you think about, um, so when you want to do an agile transformation, think about the pillars first. So think about the pillar value. What are your values? Think about uh, the pillar. What is your, what is your purpose connected obviously to your values, but also um, principles, that's the third pillar I could imagine. And then the fourth pillar is kind of like the why, the big why, why do you want to do it? And then you also mentioned something like really important sometimes in the midst of wanting to change something, folks tend to forget is like, let's first take a step back and map what is out there already. What do we have? Because we, we're not building from scratch. We have a, an organization. And um, so where can we build on? And I don't know if that's a pillar. Maybe that's even like the steps to the first floor or something. But um, and that's just what popped up, uh, like kind of like starting to build the house here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
And we can also understand that sometimes we have different kinds of strategy for that transformation. Uh, I experienced myself different kind of strategy. One of them was more like uh, the Big Bang transformation. You take uh, so many months to define all the processes, how are going to do the transformation, who is going to do anything new, how are going to do that. And with why, uh, what I experienced, I, I think it's maybe not the best way. It's more painful because it's also not maybe it's not linked with the agile values or that we are that we need to keep it simple okay the, uh, if we need to look the simplicity of something we shouldn't waste time to define a lot of process because here also it's not part of the the principles of the agility so the experience uh, that i have about that uh, was we, we had several people uh, focus on defining uh, all the new processes, uh, supposedly to be agile, to be, to, to give the, the, the answers to that transformation that the company needed to do without looking what was already doing well. And I can give another example. If we need to provide teams that are working on a trust environment and where teams collaborate together and fill that trust environment, we should be aware of what are their needs, what are their pains, and give the opportunity to them to express themselves. It's, of course, important, but it's not enough because you can say to someone, ah, what do you need? What are your pains? And so on. But if you uh, receive that information and after that, you don't give a uh, feedback what we are going to do with that, you are looking that you are giving a trust environment. You give the opportunity to them to listen to them, but it stops there. If after that you uh, develop all the process, all new rules and a new organization without looking uh, and without taking into account their inputs, there is here a gap. So you are not giving that trust environment. You are not including all the members because you are just listening, but you are not uh, giving them uh, um a feedback regarding that. So I think uh, that is also something that I felt uh, uh, in that Big Bang transformation. You give the opportunity to everybody to talk. Everybody talks, but you don't give a feedback regarding that because you are working on all the processes that you want after to implement. And there is no... and everybody at the same time. So you you define a unique process to implement with the different teams, but they have different needs. And uh, here also, if it, the conversation, the communication doesn't go in both sides, so maybe you are not also explaining well the why you are doing that. What is the purpose? Okay, it's all around that uh, main question. But on a big bang process normally 
and that is what I experienced in my past. That was the, 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 what happened. So you have a disconnection between uh, the, the, the people, the teams, and who is deciding and who is doing the transformation. So that is also a painful point and important. Also, what I, another example that I, I, I may uh, share that is uh, often, that happened often is when you are in a company that you, uh, or you identify a traditional way of working. And we were working, uh, if we look at the project management way, the waterfall, normally it is named like that. What you are more focused is on defining a plan, defining resources, okay, for your plan. And one thing that we wanted to change and we wanted to develop to, to, to be more agile is not be any, uh, not be more focused on the plan and the resources for the plan, but consider the, the people as be part of your planning activity. And when you do that big bang transformation, it's very difficult to engage everybody to do that change. So you lost, can lost the, the connection between people because uh, not everybody is ready to make that kind of transformation. It's very different to manage a, a team or manage a project looking at the people like resources and you are someone who just deliver uh, tasks to them to execute to another kind of organization where you have the projects and the teams where they are people you are working with and you are planning with them the activities and what has what need to be delivered at the end and if you don't do step by step so I also had uh, that experience to make in, uh, in a system where we did that step by step. You, uh, if you don't do that step by step, you lose control because you cannot explain to everyone or show uh, how it works, what it is to work differently. Doing it right. uh, step by step, starting with a team, uh, with a group of people and showing to each other like a role model and show yeah. that it works, uh, it would be, and it's definitely, uh, I think, uh, with what I, I, I experienced, the best way to implement that it, it transformation. Sounds like, it sounds like a, like a better way. Before we jump into the continuous improvement, because that, that sounds to me very promising, let us uh, maybe wrap up for, for the Big Bang. So let us see. If this were a recipe, and if you want to screw Agile transformation, go Big Bang. That's the message, right? Huh? So Big Bang is like doing it all at the same time. Yes. Um, it is about ignoring uh, the input of the people, taking the input but not considering it. Yes. Um, it is about a radical change where also uh, trust and relationships um, are easily destroyed if you go too fast and if you just do a rollout in all of the areas instead of starting small. Exactly. Um, and I could also hear that um, it's like also very kind of say a brutal change from 
the not only the way of working in terms of the waterfall, the project management towards um, the way of agile and putting people first, but it's it's also um, a mindset that needs to change. Yes. And it's not changing from today until tomorrow. So if you go big bang, and then also you don't give orientation to people, you don't explain the why over and over and over again, um, and uh, you don't include folks in shaping this transformation, this is big bang, right? So yes, it's a menu. Exactly. It's a menu to to fall to fail, obviously. Yes, because you you don't see that uh, not everybody can change uh, at the same pace or understand at the same pace why we are doing it and why what what will be the return of that investment of that transformation. And also you you will probably forgot that you also need to imp- to include the clients the the stakeholders that are around uh, those teams so it's a big change it's uh, a big movement and you you lose will lose uh, some of them uh, uh, during this transformation so when we think step by step when we think continuous improvement and when you think about the experiences you made with agile transformations that did this step by step, yes. how did it look and uh, how did it work? And why, out of your opinion, was this very helpful? Uh, for me, uh, the thing you, you use a, a word that for me, it's one of the pillar of a, a good agile transformation. It's the, make uh, an improvement and continuous improvement. So if this is part of not only an agile transformation, but if you want to, uh, to have an environment, an agile environment where to develop yourself, for me, the continuous improvement is the base or one of the pillar of that. So that means exactly when you make a complete transformation, it's better to do it step by step. Start with one team, start with some process and understand for that transformation all the values and the principles and take time to review each one of them. Make uh, things simple, involve uh, the the team and collaborate with them. Develop that trust environment to motivate the members and not only the member of that team, but the stakeholders of that team. And step by step, include that stakeholders on your process, on your transformation. Show what is the success of it? What is uh, the purpose of your transformation? What are you going to deliver at the end of that? So the step-by-step process, for me, it's a key point of the success of that transformation. Because you will check uh, all that point involving everybody, the clients, the members, all the stakeholders. And you are going to develop also uh, the the environment and the process it will not take too long months and months to develop and define everything that it's again the principles that we want to implement and you are you can focus well what will be our first delivery what will be our first group of change what do we already 
in the right way that we want to maintain, we don't need to change everything. But where are the pains where we want to focus and bring something new and bring improvement to uh, give a, a better service or a better product to our client to be for them to be happier and also involve all the members what can they bring to that process and develop themselves because they are not only that they are not any more resources but they are people they are collaborating with you on that process yeah and when you put people first it's also a journey of, of finding out how folks work right and how folks would like to work so um, if it is about the elements of of rethinking how we work of rethinking uh, when we work of rethinking how we exchange in that process of putting a product or a service together then it also becomes like very individually and also on the team level to develop this open communication of uh, what I need from you is this, exactly. how I best work is this. Um, when I am offline, I am really offline, kindly don't contact me. So really to uh, figure out uh, individually and for the team, how do they work at their best, but not in the sense of performance only, but also in the sense of well-being, in the sense of being seen as people, in the sense of knowing that life doesn't stop when you enter the workplace, right? So those are also considerations when you do that step by step. And when you start with a team to start those kind of conversations, um, how how this could look like. Yes, I can give a, an example of that conversation. When I was leading a, a, a team, so I was myself on a transformation process <laughs> of my way of work. Um, and before, I, as I said, uh, I, I, for me, it was uh, normal to say on our weekly meeting, well, for this week, we need to, to solve that problem, that problem. And I think you can take this point and solve that point and you take this point uh, and so on. So I was like distributing the tasks with my my team members and okay, do you have uh, any questions? Uh, do you need something from me? Okay. And one day uh, when I was thinking about all of that, I said, well, I'm not doing the right thing. It's not the way I should do that. Let's try to do it differently. And I start the meeting explaining what was the what were the tasks uh, we needed to to do and to achieve uh, for for that week and i said to the team members well now i'm going to leave the room for half an hour and you are going to organize yourself and decide who will take uh, what point if you want to take it because you want to learn it or you want to take it because you already passed through that and you know how to solve it so or you want to be both of you on one so you organize yourself and in to one uh, half an hour I come back and we, we are going to see uh, how it uh, what is the, re the the solution of that and the, the solution of that was completely different that I was imagining because, of course, I have made my mentally distribution of work for them. 
And I realized, well, it's completely different. I thought I was taking the good decision to do that. And it was very different. And I feel, and I'm sure that they were more motivated to be themselves the owners of that distribution between them. And of course, they were engaged to deliver that. So it's not only a, a theoretical concept or value that uh, we find on <laughs> all the list of principles, but when you understand that is to come again of what I was saying at the beginning, I stopped to reflect on that point of the principles and I thought, okay, what it is about? And I try to put into practice, you really see that it works and the, 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 the success of that. So that is only one example. And if you do it step by step, reflecting what we are doing, well, be transparent with the team, what uh, are going to change? Why do, need, do we need to change? And uh, the results is uh, amazing. It's amazing. Uh, it is an interesting reflection and an interesting example because it shows how leaders need to change in this transformation. It shows how when we turn from being a leader, be it a team leader or be it any other kind of leader role in this transformation, it is not about I define those are the tasks and this is how I allocate them to the people and this is how they should do it. I define the process. Exactly. No, this is old work, right? So the agile work, uh, the agile kind of things is, all right, so this is the framework. Here is like um, the elements that we need to get done. How do we do it? Let me give it over to you. Let me step out. And let I let you solve it. Exactly. And it's all about trust. We talk lo uh, a lot about trust in that kind of transformation, but it's for me also it's it's a base of the success of it. You need to trust that your team members can do it. And when leaders, maybe they are not so <laughs> leaders, they have that difficulty because it's also a, a, a learning process. I don't say that it was easy at the beginning to let them do it, okay? But it's all about trust. I need to trust that they sh they would do it the right way for them. And at the end, the result uh, would be the best uh, that they could uh, do. So trust is also very uh, essential. And uh, by doing uh, or showing that you trust your team members and you trust people, it's also something that is um, a big transformation that we need to, to go through. Definitely, definitely. So if we think about this continuous improvement, you... Um, in the pre-recording of the podcast, you also talked about new generations coming Oh, in. yes. Um, and sure. how important it is to also rethink the continuous improvement approach of agile transformation. 
What do you mean with that? What happens when the new generations are now coming in? What do you observe after those 25 years of working in this field? <laughs> yes, that, that is for sure an impact on the, the Agile transformation because the Agile transformation, uh, in my point of view, it's not only anymore the the four values and 12 principles that we have uh, that we can find everywhere on the manifesto because generation also has changed uh, demand more than that so of course there are essentials essentials the that values but um, the people the young people that are working now and they are 20 or 30 uh, they are not the same than my generation when we were 20 or 30. We have to listen to them. We have to learn with them. We are here to teach them, but also to learn uh, from them. And for example, something that changed along those years, and I felt that, and that transformed also my way of work, it's the balance between the professional and the personal life, for example. It's the the need uh, that we have to give uh, to the importance to have a new culture and new value in our company. Nowadays, uh, we are aware and we give attention to have an inclusive and a diverse environment. Why? Because it's uh, it is request from this new it's a request from this new generation, and we have to to listen to them because I think there are new values that we can bring to the the companies, and we already see several examples uh, everywhere that the companies who are aware to that do, and do something regarding that can be more innovative because people are more motivated. They stay more on those environments because that is what they are looking for. Nowadays, someone who doesn't find, doesn't feel uh, it's not only the trust environment I have described until here, but the environment, if you are in an environment who is not inclusive, for sure you are, lo you are going to look another way, another place to work. So that is what brings this new generation. And I think it's a, a, a new factor that we have to integrate on that agile transformation, if we can. Uh, name it also there. Yes, definitely. It's, it, we can see it more and more, right? That new generations come in and that do care what organizations do in terms of sustainability, what organizations do in terms of inclusiveness, in terms of diversity. How do they value also being off work, outside of work, uh, in terms of uh, free time, in terms of well-being also? So those are very, very important elements that start to come in and that we can rethink or, or think how we can best combine it um, to our agile work. Exactly. So um, when... When uh, when I think about this conversation, now pops up a question to me towards the end of our podcast today. What is your takeaway from this conversation? Well, I enjoyed a lot of that because it was uh, the opportunity for me to share and to reflect all about all those years that I've uh, uh, lived uh, along 
more than 25 years. And um, that makes me also reflect with the opportunity that I had to have that kinds of coverage, uh, conversation uh, in different kind of communities, that is something that we have common uh, wherever you are. I'm here in Portugal. You are in another country. Probably we will have people listening from other parts of the world. But I think the problems are common for all of us. We are people. Anywhere we, we are, we are people. And uh, what I take from this conversation, uh, and I hope it can inspire someone, uh, it's that at the base of all, of all of that, we are people and we want to be better, do better. And tomorrow, maybe for the next generation, uh, we can help them to be healthier. Because for me, the, 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 the most important is to be motivated to be happy and to be grateful to to be part of it of it that's a great takeaway when i think back at our rich conversation what is a takeaway for me is that trust-based relationships are very important um, and putting people first is important when you do agile transformation and not to consider them as resources um, So this is what sticked with me uh, amongst the all other very wonderful reflections we had throughout um, the way and also how to think new work and sustainability together. So um, if people like to know more about you and your work, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on LinkedIn. can share my contact there of my LinkedIn profile and just message me, I, I will answer for sure. Thank you, Isabel, for joining the show today. It was such a pleasure. Thank you for inviting me and thank you for this opportunity. Uh, and I hope to inspire maybe someone. <laughs> If you like what you heard, tell me about it. And let's continue the conversation on LinkedIn. Come back next time and recommend the show to your colleagues and friends.